What exactly was going through Alex Cora's head yesterday? A lot of questions to be answered as the Red Sox dropped their second straight series on the West Coast in a showdown with the Mariners yesterday. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlba, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday. Thanks for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. Today's episode of Locked On Red Sox is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for making Lockdown Red Sox your first listen of every day. Welcome to another episode of the show with the Red Sox coming off a very, very frustrating series loss In Seattle, I feel like it was totally a winnable series and the Red Sox just could not get it done. So on today's episode, I'm going to be discussing what went wrong in the last game of the series and try to make sense of some of the decisions that were made, as well as discussing Tristan Casas, who was awarded a special honor recently, and also Trevor Story, whose rehab is taking a little bit longer than expected. So I'm going to be diving into all of that on today's episode. Here we are right after I said the Red Sox needed to have a strong West Coast trip, and that did not happen. They went two for four on the trip, took one game from the Giants and one game from the Mariners when the wild card standings are really, really close right now. And the Red Sox are really trying to cement themselves as a team that could make the wild card. And they were just unable to get it done in this three game set with the Mariners. I have a lot of questions about yesterday's game, primarily with the management and some of Alex Cora's decisions First of all, I understand that Cutter Crawford this season has been kind of on a tight leash in terms of longevity. He hasn't really proven that he can pitch deep into games. He went five strong innings yesterday, allowing zero runs and just four hits with one walk and recorded five strikeouts. Those are really good numbers, and I do understand that, you know, based on his track record, he wouldn't be staying in the game past the fifth inning because he could start to struggle because that's the pattern we've seen from him. But he had a good enough cushion. The Red Sox had a 3-0 lead when he came out of the game. And so I'm looking at it as at some point you're going to have to develop Crawford and build up his confidence and build up that longevity if you see him as a starter down the road longer term. So what better game to try to have him pitch into the sixth inning than yesterday's game when he looked very, very strong through those five innings and could have gone in 
for the sixth inning to continue to build up that longevity and build up his confidence. Let him pitch. He was only at 81 pitches. He could have come in for the sixth inning and started throwing. And if he gives up a base runner, then pull him. Like, have somebody warming up in the bullpen just in case. And if he gives up a base runner, then pull him right away and bring in somebody else. But what if he had pitched the sixth inning cleanly and gotten three outs right away? Then that could have been an extra inning he pitched to allow him to continue to build up that confidence for the future. And for him to look back and say, I pitched six really strong innings gives him a lot more confidence than saying I pitched five really strong innings. So I would have given him another chance in the sixth inning to come out there and try to get through another inning, especially since he was only at 81 pitches and he was really cruising. So if I'm Cora, um, allowing him another chance to pitch and if he can't come through in the sixth inning then you pull him as you've always done you know with with him averaging about four to five innings per start so that's one thing I would have done differently in this game the other thing was the mismanagement of the bullpen I mean John Schreiber should not have been pitching the seventh inning he came in and pitched the sixth inning cleanly and was fine and then he came in in the seventh inning and gave up a couple base runners so Alex Cora then pulled him but Schreiber in this game should have been a one inning guy he should have pitched the sixth inning and not come back out for the seventh I had a bad feeling about it to begin with when he came back out for the seventh and then that came to fruition because he gave up a couple base runners so I'm not really understanding why Cora felt like it was a good idea to give him another inning, maybe in an attempt to rest other relievers. But that inning could have been his spot if Crawford had stayed in for the sixth and pitched a clean sixth inning. Then maybe you let you let him pitch the seventh, and that is Schreiber's inning. But I don't see him as a two-inning really type of guy um, right now. And I really, really struggle to understand why Cora brought him back out there for the seventh. And then he makes matters even worse by bringing Richard Blyer into the game. After that, when Brennan Bernardino was in the bullpen and you could have had him come in in that situation because Bernardino's come out there plenty of times and gotten out of jams and shown that he can be effective in pressure situations. Blyer really has not done that a whole lot this season. So I would have totally, once you pull Schreiber with a couple runners on base and no outs, you don't put Blyer in the game there. I I can't really emphasize this enough, but I'm going to say it. My patience is truly wearing thin with Richard Blyer. He's had multiple chances this season, and he just has not been able to perform. He has a 527 ERA. He's recorded 15 strikeouts. He is significantly worse against left-handers. I don't really recall whether he's able to get lefties out. I mean, I can't even really think of times that he's gotten a lefty out this season. And that's just really, really sad. Um, And... So to me, that was just not the spot to bring him in. Um, Bernardino, to me, would have been the guy to go to in that situation, but Cora didn't do it. Um, So this is a combination of the bullpen and mismanagement of the bullpen that caused this loss. I'm so out on Blyer. I think he should just not be on this team anymore because when he does pitch, he doesn't provide much value. He really, a lot of times makes matters worse. 
I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, Schreiber is completely in the clear because he's absolutely not because he caused part of that traffic in the seventh inning, but he should not have even come in in that inning. So that's more on Cora um, than him. But Blyer just is a mess and I am not a fan and I don't think that he should really be on this team anymore. Um, I think it's, you know, the type of situation where you bring in somebody who's reliable in that situation. Um, and I think when you look at how this game played out, it's pretty obvious to me that Cora just completely mismanaged everybody. And there should have been no reason that you have Schreiber even seeing the seventh inning. And then you absolutely should not have had Blyer come in after him. So it's just really, really, really frustrating that that all occurred. And Cal Rowley just continues to beat the Red Sox. He's hit well against the Red Sox all season. Hit a two-run homer in the game with Schreiber pitching. And I was okay with, you know, the sixth inning overall from Schreiber because he did look good and he pitched pretty cleanly overall. I mean, he gave up a double, which led to the rally homer. But overall, that inning was fine. And then he just comes in for the seventh and just gave up two consecutive base runners, one on a walk and one on a single. And that's just not great. It was clear that he didn't really have it. So I'm putting that on Cora. But I'm out on Blyer. I don't think he should be on the team anymore. And it was just a frustrating loss and a frustrating series. And it really, really just puts so much more pressure on the Red Sox when it comes to that Toronto series over the weekend, because now they don't really have a choice but to win that series if they want to stay in the wild card race, seeing as Toronto is the team they're trying to catch in the wild card. So just a lot of frustration that came with that series. And I am very much not happy about it. And I hope the Red Sox can come back and just figure things out against the Blue Jays because they really need it. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about Tristan Casas. He was named American League Rookie of the Month, which is a pretty rare honor for a Red Sox player. And so I'm going to be just talking about his contribution because he's just been unbelievable really um, over the last six weeks or so. So going to be going into that next. Fantasy baseball is coming to the point of the season where things are getting really intense and really tight with the playoff race. So what better way than to get some help with fantasy baseball? Sleeper is the place to go for you. Do you want the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Fantasy baseball is challenging, and it's definitely not an easy thing to make those daily decisions on what you should and shouldn't do when it comes to fantasy baseball. So that's what Sleeper is here for. They're here to help you out with those types of decisions. It's definitely always good to stick to trends. So if a player is hot, Cal Rally, if he's going into a series with the Red Sox, I think it's pretty safe to pick him to hit a home run. That is a type of thing that you would pick from a fantasy point that could get you that value and those points that you need. So stick to storylines, stick to does this player usually hit well against a certain team? Because if so, you might want to um, pick them when it comes to fantasy baseball and be able to win more money and really cash out on those picks. 
Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. You definitely can win big because you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. That's really, really pretty good. If you use that promo code locked on, they will match your first deposit up to $100. So I definitely recommend it. It's, it's really great from a fantasy baseball standpoint. So Tristan Casas was named American league rookie of the month which was so well-deserved. He's the first Red Sox player to actually win that honor since Bobby Dahlbeck in August 2021, which, as ironic as that is, is true. He's the 10th Red Sox rookie overall to take home that honor. Fun fact here, want to know some of the players that have also won that honor. Kevin Euclid in May 2004, Jonathan Papelbon in April 2006, Hideki Okajima in April 2007, Dustin Pedroia in May 2007, Jacoby Ellsbury in September 2007, Andrew Benintendi in August 2017. So there's some really, really solid players who have won Rookie of the Month, and Tristan Casas can now say he's some of the Red Sox elites to win that honor. So it's really, really pretty cool. In the month of July, he hit 348 by going 23 for 66 with seven home runs, 13 RBIs, four doubles, one triple, 11 walks, 16 runs scored, a 758 slugging percentage, and a 442 on base percentage. I mean, the kid was really unbelievable in July. He paced American League rookies in home runs, slugging percentage, OPS, walks, extra base hits, and total bases. He ranked second among rookie leaders in batting average, on base percentage, and runs, and he was tied for fourth in RBIs and doubles and sixth in hits. So he led in a lot of offensive categories in July. Um, He just really, really had a super strong month. He hit safely in 16 of his 21 games and reached safely in 16 of his last 18 games. He truly is fun to watch. My favorite thing about Casas, he puts up competitive at-bats no matter what. So even if the result of the at-bat doesn't end in a hit, he's putting up competitive at-bats and making things happen, really starting to make pitchers work. And he seems to truly understand now how to find his pitch and just really how to execute when he's at the plate. If this causes continues in this direction, I mean, we are in for an absolute treat at the first pace position for years to come because I've been waiting to see this from him. His development has really, really been surprising in the best way possible. I truly felt like this was the ability he had, but didn't think he would get there this quickly. I hope this continues as in, this isn't just a hot streak and that he drops back into, um, you know, more average numbers, but I don't feel like it is. I think he's truly found his rhythm at the plate and to win an honor that's so prestigious and a lot of Red Sox players don't usually win has to make him happy. You have to be proud of being able to receive that kind of honor. And I hope it only boosts his confidence even more because Casas really 
is a special player to watch right now. And the Red Sox are trying to truly shape their middle infield out for the future. And they have some players like Marcelo Meyer, who they're waiting on to come up and be part of that middle infield for a while. But if you have an infield that consists of Casas endeavors on the corners long term, then that truly is going to set up your infield for a long time. And so I'm really hoping that this Casas is the version that we're going to get in the future. And his defense has also really, really come a long way from the beginning of the season. I like to feel that he's been mentored by um, Justin Turner, who's just so experienced in playing so many different positions in the infield, has played first base and second base and third base for the Red Sox this season and hasn't even batted an eye at playing any of those positions because he's a true team player and he really understands what it means to be adaptable and move around for the success of your team as a whole. And so if I have Justin Turner mentoring me, I feel like I learn a lot. And so from a personality standpoint, how to carry yourself on the baseball field, I'm sure Justin Turner has really helped him out with that because Casas doesn't really lose it at the umpires a lot either, even though sometimes they are given bad calls. You know, we're watching games and it's a lot of that very clearly was not a strike. But Casas doesn't sit there and argue with the ref or blow up at them. And that shows a lot of maturity for a young baseball player to have. And the fact that he's showing that now at such a young age when he's still developing into the player he's going to be truly says a lot about his character and the way that he's able to handle himself on the baseball field. So having Justin Turner here, this is another big, big reason for me why I've enjoyed having Turner here is for situations like this, because I'm sure he's been able to give Casas some pointers throughout the season that have really, really helped Casas to become a better baseball player. So I truly appreciate Turner for his presence and what he's provided in a Red Sox uniform to Casas, because I truly have seen a difference from the start of the season to now. So Whatever he's figured out, I hope it's able to continue because the more he performs like this and the more he gets recognized for his performance like this, the better his confidence is going to be. So I'm right in his corner. I'm rooting for him. I think this is a super exciting honor for Casas. I think he deserves the accolade because he truly has played baseball in such a fine and pristine manner over the last really six weeks or so. Um, so I'm really proud of him. I think he's come a long way and him being the Red Sox own that they can really, really say they've developed is just a true representation of what the Red Sox are going for long term. And we can look back at Casas and say, hey, Casas is a true example that this process is working. And we can hope that other players in the system that are working on finding their game and working up to being at the major league level can say the same thing down the road. But Casas really is that blueprint for, hey, you know, we can do this and we can elevate our players to the best of their ability in their rookie seasons. So good for Casas. Props to him. I hope his success continues. Coming up, I'm going to be touching on Trevor's story. He did announce some news that could be a little discouraging for people, but I'm going to try to up that encouragement a little bit coming up in, in this next segment. Don't forget you can follow Locked On Red Sox 
every day, Monday through Friday on your favorite podcast platform for free and continue to leave a review, leave a rating, share the show with friends and family. Follow me on Twitter at Gabby Hurlbut 10. I am always there posting about the Red Sox constantly. That app that is now called X, which I refuse to call it that. I will still be calling it Twitter till the day I die. Um, sorry, Elon. Um, follow me on there and we'll have some fun talking Red Sox and making jokes, try to make lighthearted situations out of what is not going well with the team because you have to have fun with it at the end of the day. It's baseball and you want to have fun with it. So follow me on that app and we can make jokes. We can laugh. We can have fun. We can also talk about the serious stuff, the not so fun stuff about the Red Sox, like what Cora was doing in that game on Wednesday against Seattle and just enjoy the roller coaster ride that this team is. So check me out on there. Follow me on Instagram at Gabby underscore Hurlbutt 10, where I post stories related to the Red Sox a lot. I post polls to get people involved. So continue to be active on social media. Follow the show on social media. It is on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. So you can find me there as well. Um, I enjoy doing collaborations with other locked on baseball hosts. So you can Expect some more crossover content with other Locked On hosts, as well as um, interviews with current people within the Red Sox organization, involved with the Red Sox organization. So that is all to come on Locked On Red Sox. So continue to tune in every day. New Red Sox content in your feed Monday through Friday. So Trevor Story announced on Wednesday that he doesn't feel he's ready to come back to the major league club. He originally had pinpointed Friday as his return date to the major league club, but per his own request, he asked to not return this Friday and instead continue rehabbing in AAA. I'm honestly fine with that. There's no sense in rushing Trevor Story back when you have other people on this team who play shortstop. He obviously is the best shortstop option for this team and they can really, really use him when he gets back. But they're able to tread water right now. They have people defensively who can play the position. Yu Chang's defense has no problem with it. Um, Pablo Reyes offensively has been able to contribute. I do think when Trevor Story is back, it's the end for um, Christian Arroyo. And I think Urias, who they just traded for, could eventually get a chance as well to come up and play shortstop. Um, But I'd rather Trevor Story come back and be absolutely 100% and help this team really fight for a playoff spot than come back this weekend because that's when he said he was going to come back. I'm proud of him for being honest and feeling like he wants to do um, one or two more rehab starts in AAA before coming back up. So, you know, Friday is obviously not it. I think it's unlikely at this point that He'll even return it all in the series against Toronto over the weekend. I think more likely it'll end up being next week in the team's four-game series against the Royals. And I, again, like I said, am totally fine with that. If if one or two more rehab starts down in AAA means that he could come back and really, really contribute in the last couple months of the season to help this team really make a playoff push, then I'm all for it. And Trevor Story knows himself better than anybody else. He's been in the game for a long time. He's experienced. I think he knows what's best for him and what he needs to do to really be able to come back and give 100% when he comes back to this team. And 
his season last year, I've already covered this. It wasn't the best. He wasn't the Trevor story that I think Red Sox fans were expecting him to be right away when he came to the team. But I know what he can bring, and I do trust that he'll be able to contribute more this year than he did last year. I mean, he didn't have a full offseason with the team last year because they did sign him late, um, and he didn't also really get to be healthy out of feel because I feel like this injury has been lagging for longer than we really even realize. So I'm excited to see him fully healthy. I think his arm's going to be better than ever when he comes back. And the concern was whether his arm was equipped for him to play shortstop when he came back or if he really is just meant to play second base at this point. But I feel like because he had the surgery and he's been rehabbing properly with all the support around him, I think his arm's going to come back and be better than ever. And he will be able to play shortstop. And that's what I'm really most excited about for when he comes back is having him go back to playing his natural position that he's been so used to playing for all these years, which is shortstop and really make a comeback that is strong. So I'm excited to see him come back. I think, you know, the latest will be next week. I, I really don't foresee it being any later than the Royal series, unless we see setbacks. But I think this speaks volume to the type of person Trevor Story is. He cares about his individual success and the success of this team. And I think he's really motivated to come back and help this team make a potential playoff run, which I think is huge. It really speaks to his leadership ability and being able to know himself, know what his limits are, and really, really be extra cautious with himself before he comes back. And the organization has to respect that. And if you're a fan, you have to respect that. And um, yes, it's kind of a bummer because everybody was really, really prepared for Friday being his return date. And people were getting really excited about it, myself included. And it's an exciting time when a player that has been out for all season so far, gets to come back. It's definitely an exciting time as a fan, but I'd rather him be 100% sure. And when he does come back to the lineup, there's good vibes there. And he feels ready and doesn't feel like he rushed himself back because at the end of the day, he went through a pretty, pretty big procedure and it can be pretty serious having to go through something like that and come back to baseball because at the end of the day, he really wants to stretch out his career and stretch out this contract because the Red Sox locked in a six-year contract with him. And you want to make sure that you can maximize and make the most of that contract. So this short-term situation and setback of him wanting to really make sure and not come back on Friday for the series against Toronto. That's all going to be in the rearview mirror when he's coming back and performing and really contributing, especially in the later half of that contract. So it's basically sacrificing the little things for the big picture is what I like to say. And down the road, I think this is really, really going to pay dividends for him more so than you might be thinking about now. I think it's really going to help him down the road to stay healthy and be able to really, really contribute in the best way that he possibly can for the Red Sox for the rest of this contract. And hopefully this is the last 
stint we see of him missing an extended period of time. I'm hoping this is the turning point and he comes back and he can be better than ever because the Red Sox really need it, especially with them being where they're at and lingering in the wild card conversation, super close, but not able to get over that hump yet. Well, story could be that answer to get over that hump. So good for him for being honest with the Red Sox and honest with himself and saying, I need a little bit more time. I just need a couple more days to recover, and then I'll come back and really be able to give it my all on the field and be able to contribute 100%. So I'm big team Trevor Story. I'm so excited to see him come back and what he does do, and let's hope he can make a difference and help the Red Sox really make this playoff run that me as well as I know the rest of the fan base is is really, really aching for. So – don't give up faith yet. Still a lot of baseball to be played in the season. The Red Sox do have a chance still. So definitely don't lose hope. Um, you know, go Red Sox. I will catch you on the flip side. Take care.